Welcome to the We Invested Podcast, where we teach you how to save and make more cash. I'm your host, Wesley Earp, and this is Season 4, Episode 14. And on this episode, we sit down with Mercedes Cruz, the Creative Director of Insurance Impact. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's do it. Today on the We Invested Podcast, we have Mercedes Cruz. And she is the creative director of Insuring Impact. Mercedes, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Yes, <laughs> how are you? Awesome. I'm doing great. And it's awesome to get a chance to kind of catch up with you. Because I think the last time we actually spoke was maybe like three or four years ago. Yep, yep. Been so long, but we stay connected on social. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So where can people find you on social media? Um, I'm heavy on Instagram and LinkedIn, but if you want to go on Instagram, um, my personal page is Madame Merce, M-A-D-A-M-E-M-E-R-C. And my business page is at Insuring Impact. On LinkedIn, I'm Mercedes Cruz. That's awesome. So let's jump right into it. Um, where did you grow up? Everywhere. (laughs) My dad was actually in the Navy, so I'm a military brat. Um, was actually born in the Philippines. And then after a year, I think he got stationed to Alaska. So right away, I moved to Alaska and then Hawaii and then Arizona and then South Dakota and then finally California. (laughs) Wow. So you've literally been everywhere. Yep. All weathers. (laughs) Okay. So out of the, you know, the different places that you've lived, which place would you say kind of impacted your upbringing the most? Oh, that's a good question. Because most of the questions I usually get is, which one did you like the most? But I like how you said, which one impacted you the most? Um, I would probably say California. Um, So I did a lot of moving up until fourth grade. So when I was in fourth grade, then I was stationed in California. So most of my upbringing is actually in the Bay Area. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I I love the Bay Area. It's super cool there. Uh, where, Where are you now? I'm in Reno. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. For sure. for sure. So what is Ensuring Impact? Ensuring Impact is a movement. Um, I'm actually a part of an organization called Agents of Change, and that's our movement because we are heavily in the financial services life insurance space. So what we say is we want to ensure impact beyond insurance because a lot of what we do is beyond life insurance. So, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that today, but that's what insuring impact is. (laughs) And life insurance is definitely an important topic. And it's something that I'm personally trying to learn more about too. So this interview will be like perfect for me. Um, But, you know, like I, like I mentioned earlier, you are the creative director of insuring impact. So what are some of those responsibilities that you have as a creative director? A big part of what we do is um, marketing. Um, and being a creative director, I don't even know how I stumbled upon this. I just, I feel like I have a certain talent or gift. Um, most of everything that you actually see when it comes to our website, our Instagram page, I create off a blank canvas. So that's my role. I create a lot of creatives, um, stuff that we can use for marketing. And I, I build a lot of the tools within our organization. So I mean, a background that I have, I used to be a teacher prior to this industry, and I used to work for Tesla as a training coordinator. Um, And 
just the ability or the skill set to learn how to build something creative and simple that people can understand. That's what I have a gift in. So for sure. So it seems like you have um, you're no stranger to working with people and connecting with people. But as far as the creativity, is that like a skill you were born with or is that kind of something you had to develop? I used to be creative, um, actually, in writing. I mean, not used to be. I still am. But when I was younger, my thing was poetry. I could write poems at at the top of my head. Uh, When I was drunk, I could rap freestyle. (laughs) But only if you get me drunk. (laughs) Um, But my sisters, they're graphic designers, graphic creators. Um, My dad, total opposite, engineer. So his, but his mind is creative in that sense. Like he can see a problem and know how to fix it off the, off the top of his head. Um, but one thing he told me when I was younger is I'm the, I was so into puzzles, but I would do them inside out. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So I could kind of see the picture before seeing the frame. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, does, does being a poet or, you know, kind of having that poetic, mindset that it did it make you see the world in a different light or I guess feel things differently it it was a form of expression um I'm the second oldest five girls in my family and you know growing up being all girls our parents are pretty strict um so my way of expressing myself was just writing about everything I feel um I never used to like to speak up. I was very shy. So it's crazy the person that you know, because when I was a kid, I was hiding in the closet, didn't want to talk to nobody, super shy, um, and just writing in my book. (laughs) So it's like you were, you grew up as an introvert, but then as you got, you know, as you got older, you turned into an extrovert. I would say more of an um, omnivert or ambivert, both. (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay, no, 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 that totally makes sense. Like, we definitely all need that time to kind of recharge and regroup and then go back out into the world and present ourselves. Yeah, and I also think, you know, when it comes to whether an introvert or expert, a lot of it deals with your environment. Do you feel safe enough to be yourself? And when you're growing up, when you're young, you're trying to find your identity, you have strict parents, it's kind of hard to express and be yourself, um, especially if you don't even have friends who are like that, right? So I kind of really blossomed my senior year of high school. Okay. When, yeah, my best friend, um, a model, very well known in the Bay Area, but she was that type of person like, okay, she goes all out there. She doesn't care what anyone says. I remember her quote in high school was, never let anyone define who you are. Create your own definition. And it stuck with me when I met her. And I was like, wow, like, if she can do it, why don't I just be open, go out there and explore life? So that was the start of me becoming an extrovert. <laughs> okay, okay. So, you know, in the industry that you're in, in the field that you're in, it requires a lot of networking, a lot of relationships being built. So, you know, growing up introverted, was that kind of a, a hurdle to jump over to, you know, get to where you are today? Not really. Um it's surprisingly, I think there's a study, they say most successful people are actually introverts. Because what's great about introverts is you're very observant. You listen more than you talk, 
right? I think it's great to be both an ambivert, omnivert, um, but being an introvert, it really taught me to observe, listen, uh, watch people more than hear what they say, right? Uh, and it taught me to be very careful with my decisions. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's awesome. And um, yeah, that's awesome. And it, it seems like, you know, you've really taken that time to, to figure out, you know, who you are as a person and what situations you would kind of excel in and be great in, you know, you kind of put yourself in that position. Yeah. I think that's, that's all of us. Like even you, um, you've grown a lot since I first met you, you know, <laughs> I remember, yeah, you had a vision, but you were still unsure what, what you were going to do, um, how you were going to do it. Um, but that's where the beauty of life is. You got to go out there and taste things and figure out what it is that you like. Exactly. No, I agree 1000%. Um, but, you know, in doing my research, uh, you know, just kind of checking out you guys' websites and your, your different social media platforms, I came across something called Living Benefits. So, you know, would you mind kind of elaborating a little bit more about, uh, you know, what you guys refer to when you say Living Benefits? Yeah. So um, if anyone knows, I'm, I'm in the life insurance space, right? A lot of what we do is financial services. So here's a question I have for you, Wes. Uh, do you know anyone who's been affected by a heart attack, stroke, or cancer or major disability? Yes. A, a number of people. Actually, the stats are very, very common. They say one in three people, you know, will get some type of cancer one in or every 40 seconds a stroke occurs and the leading cause of cancer is seen in people under 30. So it's crazy statistics. Um, but what living benefits are is a revolution that happened in the insurance space in 2007 by a company that I partnered with national life group, um, holds almost 30, 30.2 billion in assets been around since 1848, but they noticed something in the industry. I want to say out of almost 900 plus insurance companies, typically when you think of life insurance, the concept is death. And that's why it's not so sexy to talk about. <laughs> right? right. Right. But but what they notice is most people are getting sicker nowadays or you, you get sick and then you pass away. It's kind of rare that you just die. So they came out with these living benefits in 2007 that helps people access up to $1.5 million tax-free after 30 days in all of our plants. Now, if you get sick, heart attack, stroke, cancer, major disability, you can access free money from your insurance policy. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. That's awesome, man. And it's, it's definitely a sad thing, you know, seeing a loved one or, you know, whatever it is kind of pass away slowly, you know, but that's what it seems like happens majority of the time today. Like you said, you know, people don't just die. They, it's like a, you know, it's like phases. Yep. Yep. And, you know, I've been in this industry close to five years and it didn't hit me until December of 2019. I was already four years in the business. Um, my grandpa had a stroke. So he was a mailman till 80, very healthy. He used to be a, a chief petty officer in the Navy. So my dad followed his footsteps during the Navy, but he was a chief petty officer. Um, he was a mailman till 80. So he's actually doing routes all the way until 80, then he finally retired. 82 years old, he had a stroke. Severe. It left his whole right side paralyzed. He couldn't walk, talk, or eat. 
So I saw a man who was so independent, who took care of my grandma, um, kind of the backbone of that household, go from day to night, you know, to see him not be able to do anything. And that's when I, it's weird, that's when I realized the value of living benefits. And I realized I'm not the only one in, in, in these shoes. There's so many people who go through this who suffer financially from an illness, who suffer emotionally, mentally. And all we want to do is be kind of that financial cure to illnesses. What if we gave people free money from their life insurance policy so they don't have to worry? Right. And it's, so it's like you guys are providing a peace of mind for, you know, the person who's actually sick as well as their family knowing that, hey, they have you know, the the funds to, to be covered financially to go through whatever the situation is that they're going through and, and hopefully make it through on the other side. Yep, yep. And I'll tell you, 99% of the population has no idea this exists. Mm. Okay, okay. It's a lot so, of people. <laughs> yeah, so this podcast is important, you know, so when people hear this one, <laughs> it'll really wake them up. Yep. Um, and again, that's, that's why I want to be this creative director in this space because I think creating content to go out there and market, share, expose this industry and these living benefits is powerful. Um, and that's all we want to do. We say our mission is to talk to people before it's too late. So I'm very honored that you actually put me on here to kind of share my voice and what it is that we're doing and how we're creating impact. That's awesome. That's awesome. So would you say that, um, you know, COVID changed up the dynamic of the way that you do your job or how, how did it, you know, impact you guys? Uh, tremendously. Um, one, we didn't, we didn't digress like a lot of companies. We didn't have to go out of business. Actually, our industry spiked because of COVID. Because what happened during those times, most people are worried about getting sick or dying. And that's where we come in. They were worried about getting sick, dying, and their money. Right. And that's what life insurance says. It's a tool or a strategy that you can utilize to protect your money. One from taxes, two from a market loss, but also if you ever get sick or pass away. Man, that's awesome. So why would you say that someone should consider working with your company? If you're really looking to make an impact in an industry that's very needed, like I said, 99% of the population has no idea this exists. And there's only one of me, right? If I can have more languages, more people, more states that can go out there and just spread this mission, we can do a lot of good in this world. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how do you think working in this industry has, you know, helped to improve your networking skills or even, you know, negotiation skills? I think it really taught me to be shameless. <laughs> um, one, because when you look at this industry, insurance, it's kind of a negative connotation. Everyone gets that, oh my God, you're a life insurance agent, right? I don't want to talk about life insurance, that's death. Um, but it taught me to be shameless, especially when that happened to my grandpa, because more, more people around me get sick left and right. More people around me have to start GoFundMe's. More people around me um, can't bury their family properly, right? And it, it made me look in the mirror like, why am I holding this information back? Why am I being scared? Because I'm afraid of being judged. And that's 
kind of what you accept when you step into entrepreneurship. Being a business owner, you have to go out there, believe in your mission harder than anyone else believes in it. So it really taught me to be shameless, um, find my voice and realize that everyone's human. <laughs> no, and I, I totally agree because I feel like it's not something that um, happens right away. It's not like an immediate thing to be able to step out of your comfort zone. And like you said, believe in your mission and push your mission and tell other people why they should believe in what you're doing. I feel like um, it's something that has to be practiced. And then one day, you know, when it finally clicks, it's like, oh, man, I should have been doing this all along. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But also it, it takes time for a reason because you got to build that thick skin. Um, and one thing I heard is they say entrepreneurship is the fastest way to personal development. Mm. Right. Like you really learn who you are, what you like, what you don't like, what you're going to tolerate, what you're not going to tolerate. You know what I mean? Right. Sure. <laughs> no, that's super dope. That's super dope. And so, you know, before we started recording, um, I was just telling you about, you know, the great social media presence that you have um, and how, you know what I'm saying, it, it, exotic and luxurious it looks. So how would you say that, you know, social media has impacted your business? I think it's also just a platform to express, kind of like how I like to do poetry, write in my journal. Um, I follow Gary Vee a lot when it comes to social media. And a real close business partner of mine heavily believes in Gary Vee. Um, and he kind of taught me a lot of social media techniques. But um, I mean, what I learned, it's just a form of expression. It's a way for you to get your message out there um, a lot further to scale, right? It's, it's different going out there, being one-on-one, -on -one, meeting people. But social media taught me a way to accelerate reaching people faster, right? And I mean, like when I look at your stuff too, like you're growing too, right? You've, I'm sure you've connected with so many people you never thought you would connect with just through social media. That's how we connected, actually, right? Exactly. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's a form of expression. And when it comes to business, it's it's the way to do business nowadays. No, totally, totally. Um, so also, you know, kind of shown and displayed on your social media, which I think is super cool, is that your team, you know, at your company, you guys do like a lot of outings and retreats and getaways and things like that. So what would you say is the importance of having a good team? And how did you guys focus on building the team that you have now? Um, great question. So when it comes to agents of change, our philosophy is, we, we call it the three I's, um, influence, impact, and income. If you increase your influence, you'll increase your impact, which will increase your income. It all correlates. So, you know, building this team, it, it didn't come right away. Um, and I'm sure you know that being in business, you don't find the right people for a long time, right? Um, but it, it was just learning for a lot of us to be really true to who we are. Because when you're the right you, the right people will follow you. The right people align with you. The right people come to you, right? So, I mean, like I said, it took a lot of growing for me. Um, in the beginning, I had a lot of teammates 
who really weren't cut out for this. <laughs> They're no longer with me today. A lot of people I started this business with no longer here today. Um, and it's just because I had to grow into who I really am and continue to keep doing that because the right people will start following me, aligning with me. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, earlier you mentioned that you've been in this industry for, you know, five plus years. So are there any business lessons or mistakes, um, you know, that you wish you could have avoided or would like to tell the next person so maybe they can avoid making those same mistakes and dodge that same pothole? Yeah. yeah. Um, the first one that comes to mind is understanding the value of a mentor. So when I actually got into this industry and the, re the director of my organization, who I work closely with, uh, my partner, um, she mentored me in the beginning. You know, without her guidance, without her expertise, she was already in this industry prior to me uh, making multiple six figures passively. So I was like, wow, you must be someone with a lot of value, a lot of knowledge. I want to listen to you. And that's something I felt I lacked kind of growing up in a household of five girls. Um, you know, more detailed story, divorced parents, grew up with a stepmom. Um, but I felt like there wasn't a role model that I was really looking for until I met her. And she completely changed my life. Um, she taught me a lot about myself. And how to really personally develop, which I'm so thankful for. So one huge nugget is if you're looking to get into entrepreneurship, whatever industry, whatever platform, look for a mentor that can help you get there. And what she taught me is when you look for a mentor, don't look at the title, don't look at how much money they make, but would you trade your lifestyle for theirs? Because mm. if you would do that, then that's the person you want to become. That's the person you want to align with. That's the person you want to be around. No, that's right? dope. Right. And it, it takes like a, a special person, like a humble person to realize that, hey, I do need a mentor. And then to even go and ask someone, hey, can you be my mentor? Or, you know, however you, you get a mentor. But it takes a humble person to to do that um, humility, you know? Yeah. And most people who are very successful are really open-minded to helping you. You know what I mean? Um, but like I said, there's a lot of people out there make a lot of money, got that CEO status, but they're so unhappy or they're like soul soulless inside when you meet them and you have conversations with them. Right. I, I met a lot of people like that. And when I met her, I was like, okay, that's, that's a true mentor. That's someone I, I would trade my life. for. That's awesome. So, you know, in doing my homework and doing my research, a word that kept that I kept coming across and um, correct me if I'm saying this incorrectly, but I think it's Shoshin. Yes, Shoshin. That's that's perfect. <laughs> Shoshin. Okay. So, yep. what is the significance of that word to you? Like, what does that mean to you personally? So, Shoshin is a Japanese word, and it means beginner's mindset. And I love that you brought it up, and that you those things really appealed to you because Shoshin was when our organization was actually created, mm. which was, I want to say 2019. Okay. Like we, we've, we've been in this industry, but to, to create agents of change, it 
it was really in 2018 when we found the right group of people. Um, and we realized we needed to start fresh, start new. And that's what Shoshin is. It means beginner's mindset. It means never being the expert because once you're an expert, you lost. When you think you know everything, you lost. <laughs> so that's what Shoshin is for me. And it, it rings really true to our team because that's when we really found the right people to build this business with. That's awesome. That's dope. So, you know, what would you say is your favorite part about being an entrepreneur? Wow, that's a good one. I think my favorite part is really the ability to love myself. My whole entrepreneurship journey, if I could put it in, in two words, it's self-love. Um, I mean, if you look at my social media, I'm very woman empowerment. Um, I post a lot of my experiences and I, like 90, 95% of our team is women, right? Um, surprisingly growing up, I didn't have a lot of self-love, self-worth. Um, I didn't know my identity and it's because I've been through things when I was younger, but when I got into step into entrepreneurship, got into here, I really learned to really get back that self-love by learning more about me, being able to face my truths and what I'm good at, what I'm not, what I'm bad at, my habits, right? Um, or I, who I really want to be, where I really want to be, kind of people I want to align myself with. Um, you learn discipline, you learn consistency, you learn commitment. And to me, all those things are self-love. I definitely agree. And something that I wanted to mention, too, I remember maybe like a year or two ago and maybe during COVID, I would see you taking care of your grandfather. And you mentioned him earlier. And I would see posts you would give him um, haircuts and work out with them and, <laughs> yep. you know, make his meals for him. So, yep. um, you know, with that being said, how do you kind of separate that? that time you know you give so much of yourself to like your family and to your clients and to your team how do you carve out that time for your own self-love and self-care I, I love that question because I just went and got a pedicure this morning and on my story I, I posted do you know how to give to yourself before giving to other people <laughs> so truly aligned um, and I've always been that type of person that loves to give uh, when I was when my Younger sisters were babies. I would take them out to downtown San Jose and I'd pass out care packages for the homeless with them because I wanted to teach them that value of giving back. Um, also, what I learned growing up, my stepmom was a very generous person, very good to people, always hosted parties. And I saw what giving could really do for people, um, the ability to really make someone happy. So... In entrepreneurship, what I learned is you can't give to, to others if you don't give to yourself first. So that's why I realized it's really self-love. Like me going after my dreams, that's me giving back to myself. Me putting in the time, the work, that's me giving back to myself. Um, I do set boundaries. I don't say yes to everything. One of the things that we like to teach our people is to learn to protect your yes. Because when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. The opposite is also true. When you say no to something, you're saying yes to something else. 
but is it something that's conducive to where you want to be and who you want to be? So I like to travel, you know, I'll take a, a mini vacay three day, three days off, shut off the phone. Um, certain times people can't book me. So in the morning, it's all about me <laughs> and getting the things that I need to get done. You really can't book an appointment with me until after 11. So I learned to block schedule um, and plan things out. For sure, for sure. So what would you say is the single most important reason for your success? Wow. Honestly, I don't feel like I'm there yet. <laughs> I feel like seeing that Shoshin attitude. I feel like there's a lot more that I can grow into and be. Um, the single most important thing that really helped me get here is believing that I'm called to be something bigger. You know, they say it's hard to see the bigger picture when you're inside the frame. So if you don't have that vision to really think of the other people around you, legacy, your kids, your younger sisters, the people who look up to you, you'll never be more than that, right? You'll never see more than that. So a big thing that pulls me is knowing that I'm on this earth to do a lot more than just make money, you know, put in, put in hours at a job. Um, and I struggled with that a lot. I used to do a lot of things. I had a lot of jobs. And I, I felt like I was never successful at it. And that's why I feel like being an entrepreneur really fits me because it, it gives me that ability to see more and do more. I felt very stuck to doing a lot of things um, when I worked a nine to five. But that single most important thing is knowing that I'm on this earth for something more and I can feel it inside me. For sure. And I know that's a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You too. I know you, I know you have that feeling too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just curious, like with, with we invested in, in your brand, where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? I think I asked you that question too, when I first met you. <laughs> in the next five to 10 years, um, I just want to be creative and like keep creating, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like the more I create, I feel like the bigger the brand can get and the more valuable it'll get. Uh, I just want to get into like more production, you know, do creative podcasts, short films, films. Um, I still want to impact my community. You know, some things I'm working on to do back home to inspire the people. So really whatever I can do to inspire people and to to just, like you said, you know, um, express yourself through being creative, like with your poetry. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like, mm -hmm. like I can paint a, a message or paint a picture through this business, you know, through this podcast, we motivate people um yep. to start their own businesses or you know realize that they can do it themselves too so that's really it you know yep yep uh, my mentor says making money is never about you so you know when you when you listen to successful people even just hearing your language like it's usually not about us right right, right. yeah and i was thinking today too like it's crazy you say that i was thinking like it's really not about the money it's just like even though we invested talks it, like the the it's presented as about money you know what i'm saying but it's really yeah. about really trying to show the people that they can 
you know, body freedom back in a way. You know, like you don't have to just work every day until you die. Like you can make this money work for you and then go off and ride bikes or whatever you like to do all day. Exactly. Yep. I agree. So how would you like for people to remember you and your company? When you think of living benefits, I would love people to think of us. Agents of change, ensuring impact beyond insurance. Um, we we want to really be that voice and those advocates for living benefits. Uh, we want to go hard in this space because not a lot of people are talking about it. So when you see ensuring impact, that's a majority of what you're going to see. Living benefits. We want to help the 99% who have no idea. That's awesome. Thank you so much for your time and for your insight today. And I've, you know, really learned a lot. And um, through this conversation, like you have a, like a really calming and relaxing personality. So I appreciate that. Bring like a good vibe to the podcast, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get out of here, um, we do like to play a rapid fire three question game at the end of every episode. So if you're willing to play, I'll go ahead and ask these questions. Oh, okay. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So question number one, where's your favorite place to travel? Venice. Ooh, Venice. Why, why Venice? Venice? Um, so my uncle actually works for the Pope. <laughs> what? Yep. And um, what? when I was working at Tesla making good money, I used some of that money to go have dinner with the Pope. My aunt was like, hey, I want to invite you and your cousins, whoever wants to go. Um, but we'll make it a trip to not only Rome, but also Paris. So we did like Paris, Venice, and then Rome. And when I was in Venice, I felt like I was on my own island, which surprisingly, it is an island. Um, but I, I'm that type of person, I like close-knit feelings. So it felt very close-knit, very homey, and the best pizza I've ever had in my life. <laughs> like, we can't just breeze past that like you didn't say you ate with the Pope. Like, that's the craziest thing I ever heard in my life. I did. I did. And unfortunately, we couldn't take pictures, um, but I, I know the experience. So it was crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Friends so in look, high places. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so question number two, what song explains your life the most? Wow. What song? Man, I, I love a lot of songs. I, I would say it is weird. Um, Drake, look what you've done. Okay. Now nah, I respect it for being Drake. I yeah. Heard before. I'm going to go check it out, but I respect the Drake. Um, it's it's a song. Um, I, I believe he's saying to it, his mom or his aunt, someone who took care of him. Um, but it just talks about like a lot of the struggles they went through and then look at where they're, they're at today. And he's just like, look what you've done. So that's dope. And look, final question. What's an amazing thing that you did that no one was around to see? Have dinner with the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this has been um, a lot of fun for me, but I did want to ask you at least two more questions um, because whenever I'm checking out your Instagram, you always remind me that I need to read more. So what would you say is like, I guess, one of your, you know, favorite or most inspirational or memorable books that you've come across? 
One really good one. Uh, I'll give you two. So the one book that really changed my life, especially as a female, um, and for anyone who wants to learn self-love, The Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Ruiz. Amazing book. Um, and once you read it, you'll, you'll know why. A second one is by my money coach, Kristen Noel. She wrote a book called Stop Chasing, Start Attracting. And it really helps you develop that money mindset and money beliefs. So because it's a finance money podcast, I figured I'd give you that one. <laughs> and they both dope. correlate, right? Like loving yourself attracts money. So exactly, exactly. Well, Mercedes, thank you so much for your time today. Look, I know this has been an unusual recording, but it's definitely been a memorable one for me. Um, and I just appreciate you for taking the time out to sit down with us and share your story and share your background as well as your beliefs. So I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I, I really am honored that you picked me. And one of my goals and vision is re to really expand in the Nevada area, Las Vegas and Reno. So when I go out to Reno, we're going to have to have a cup of coffee. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much.